Hi, I'm Michaela Bloomfield, and this is the Fashion League Podcast. So I attended the Fashionista conference and overall it was a great event. My favorite panelist though was Kathy Horn. She's the critic at large right now at The Cut and she also worked at the New York Times, Washington Post and she is like the fashion critic. What was interesting about her story was that when she initially started her career as a fashion writer, she wasn't really interested in the clothes or following the trends. She was more interested in what she described as the plot. So what story the designers were telling each season and how they chose to express those plot points. So I thought that was an interesting perspective, especially since she's such an outspoken, I wouldn't say personality because she's a little reserved, I would say, but she mentioned or it was asked rather about her being banned from certain designer shows. I think they talked about the Dolce Gabbana ban and Eddie Silmain banning her from the YSL shows. And her point was that she's essentially better off in doing her job. That is an indication that she's doing her job if she's ruffling feathers and making designers upset. Because as a fashion critic, she is not here to sell a flowery opinion. She's here to do her job as a critic and it's not always nice. My other favorite panelist was Glinda Rodin. This lady was amazing. First of all, her whole look, like she has this perfectly gray hair and the perfect red lip and these dark shades, not like, because they're kind of oval cat shape. I mean, it was just good. Her whole discussion was about how she transitioned from being a stylist and then going into beauty and developing her own line of oils and that was before oils were a thing. And like these oils are kind of expensive too. I was checking it out on the website and we got one of them in our little gift bag. So I'm definitely going to check that out because my skin is definitely dry from all this horrible weather that we have. Sorry about the little complaint. My skin is dry though, guys. Anyway, Linda, she got a question from one of the audience members. He wanted to know how do you go about becoming a stylist? Because nowadays, these were his words. It's like nowadays a lot of people are putting stylists in their Instagram bio and just taking pictures of themselves in clothes and boom, they're a stylist. So how do you really do it? And her response was that it was much easier. She's 67 years old. It was much easier when she started styling and started in the fashion industry at 19. So we have so much more competition. And it's really, to me, personally, it's about the people who are doing the work. So if you're knowledgeable about the industry and you're actually styling, styling people other than yourself, then let your work speak for itself so the other event i went to it was the fashion icons with fern malice she this week she talked with designer alexander wang and that was a great conversation we got to learn more about him personally and his family and we learned that he interned at teen vogue and then at vogue in the accessories closet with david or david (laughs) Derek blasberg 
and some other people that interned with him he when Fern asked him like who else because I she knew that there were some other notable people who interned with him and his response was I don't remember and then she named some specific people and he was like I don't remember and that just seems like a shady comment something went down in that accessories closet but anyway something else that stood out from that discussion was that he wants to start a beauty line can you imagine what an Alexander Wang beauty line would be wang facials (laughs) so the other thing about his personal skincare regimen because i don't know i'm the only one paying attention to this he has amazing skin and he was talking about how he uses placenta and like things that burn and smell like they shouldn't be put on your face so i'm kind of in that realm of beauty regimen I like my products to burn a little bit. So maybe I am the Alexander Wang girl for beauty. Speaking of developing your own makeup line, I have a special guest this week. the beauty beat so today we have coco guerra yes, <laughs> the makeup artist specializing in editorial bridal and special effects like i see you have celebrity clientele i would mm-hmm. i follow you on insta and your work is amazing all of it thank you very much thank you <laughs> but when i saw your special effects work i was like this is crazy because you have to think like okay bridal is like a very specific look it draws on like traditional aspects of beauty very feminine very prim proper then you have editorial which like spans the spectrum of beauty when i saw your special effects work i was like this is true artistry it's like spectacular it's like covering it's really great how did you decide that you, how did you know that, okay, makeup artistry, that's what I want to do? Well, honestly, you know, growing up, I didn't like makeup and people who wore it, I never really understood like why people wore makeup until I cut my hair mm-hmm. in a short haircut. And I'm like, hmm, my face needs a little something extra. Maybe I'll play around with my brows or a little mascara here and there. And then I just fell in love with it just the fact that i was able to enhance myself just a tiny bit just made me fall completely in love with makeup artistry and then i started doing it on my friends and family members and then when i went to college because i was in school for nursing uh when i went to college i was doing everyone on campus and then i just was like you know what i think i want to do this but i wasn't quite sure yet until a few other things happened but i knew that i loved makeup artistry after that What were the other things? What happened that drove you in that direction? Just, okay, well, one of my friends, she called me and she was getting married and she was like, could you do my makeup for me for my wedding? I'm like, no, girl, I don't do that type of makeup. I just know how to do a little bit here. And she's (laughs) like, your work is really, really good. Like, I can see you working in magazines. This is really what I can see you doing. And I I remember feeling like, because I was sitting in my car, I was like, I cannot do this, but I can't let her down. So I did it. And after that day and after I did her wedding, I was like, 
oh my goodness, I could do this. I could literally do this for the rest of my life. You did bridal initially. Then how did you break into editorial? Editorial has my heart. Like, I love to show my creativity. Like, with bridal, you just, it's like the cookie cutter type of makeup. Right. So... Editorial, you can go with your imagination. You can say, okay, I want her to have big boxy brows and wing out the liner until her ears. Like you can go with whatever <laughs> as long as it looks good mm-hmm. and as long as you put your passion behind it, it's a good project. And then what about the special effects makeup? Because that's what drew my attention. I was like, this is crazy. Well, special effects, you definitely have to put your mind in another place, like beyond creativity. Like you have to feel... You have to feel the wound. You have to feel like when you put it and you're making the wound on someone, you have to feel like, ugh, this looks nasty. You know, so you have to put yourself in that mind frame. And that's, it's not an easy place to get to. And it's crazy that I can do special effects makeup because here's the thing. I do not like to see blood, like real blood. <laughs> yes. So when we would do our clinicals in nursing school, they would be like, I don't know how you're going to make it in this career path. You can't even see pus. But when I do the makeup wounds, I'm like, I like this. This is what I can see because I know that it's fake. I (laughs) I can do it. So yeah, your head has to be in a different place. You you have to imagine that this is what happened and this is the turnout. So what are some of your favorite projects to work on? Like you do bridal, you do editorial. Like what gets you going? Editorial gets me going. Like just being able to, when I'm on set, I put myself in a zone and I'm just like, I want this to reach far. I go ahead and I just get creative with it. So like your beauty inspiration is very aspirational. It's like, I want to go beyond the boundaries of traditional beauty. Yeah, absolutely. For for editorials. And my inspiration are a lot of the African tribe, tribal makeup, but I just make it for people in our country. And they have like white dots over their brows and then they're like super highlighted under their eyes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Take inspiration from. This is so beautiful to me. The white dot trend. I don't, I'm not sure or certain which tribe that's from, but I feel like I saw a lot of that during Afropunk this past summer. I was reading some article on Vogue.com and they were talking about the fashion trends that they saw at the Afropunk Music Festival. And it was very much African tradition. I'm not familiar with the tribes, but a lot of white dot makeup. And I was like, this is so interesting and so beautiful because you're looking at the contrasting white dots on the deep skin tones. And I was like, this is amazingly beautiful. Um, if we could dip into how did you decide that you wanted to develop your own makeup line? Oh, okay. So a couple years ago, when I first started, I've been doing makeup for seven years now. When I first started, when I was buying products, I would always be like, they need to have something like this on the market. But I wasn't too sure if it was there because I was new. But every time I would buy something, I would be like, they need to have this. or They need to have that. Or why does lipstick have to go away after you drink a glass of water? I didn't understand a lot of things. So being a nursing major, you know, you got to do a lot of biology. I started looking into certain chemicals and asking my teacher questions on certain ingredients and products. And, and she would just tell me and then I would just keep, you know, keep a mental note of everything and write it down. So I just I ended up like trying to work on my own lipstick formulation. And then after that, after I started to get things together, I was like, you know what, I think I'm going to go into this. So then I just made a large investment and then I just went ahead and we started working on it. 
So you've mentioned several things that are interesting. So <laughs> the lipstick formulation, like how does that even work? Like where did you go? You said you wanted this type of texture, these colors. Right. Who so develops yeah. a makeup formula? <laughs> Science Labs. So I went to a lab. My lab is in New York and um, because it's not far from where I am. So I traveled to the lab and I'm like, this is what I want. This is what I have. What can we do to create a product that's going to have that's going to last long? So I'm starting with lips and the product is amazing. Like, I think it's so many people are going to love it. Let's not move. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the Face Formation Cosmetics Instagram, and it's like, are these colors mostly matte? Like, what is your inspiration? What is your lipstick girl? Like, what is she looking for in a lipstick? Longevity. So you want your whatever color you put on when you get dressed, you want that to be on your lips after you eat sure. lunch or whatever. Sure, sure, yes. <laughs> yeah, so... Definitely longevity. The um, I do have some bold colors. We're, we're going to be releasing 10 colors, but we'll start off with the four colors, which is like a brown, a mauve color, a, a bright pink and a bright orange. And those colors were just testing the waters because people are being more bold these days. They are not just the regular red and pink and nude. We're trying that out and we're going to see how people take to the colors and then we're going to release the rest of the colors. I cannot wait. That is exciting. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. So speaking of bold lips, like what are some makeup trends that you see emerging or something that you're really interested in seeing become bigger? I like that people are now focusing on skin when they do their makeup because I think before people were like just painting themselves. So people are focusing on making skin look like skin because that's big to me there's this trend that makeup artists say right now we say skin is in so right now this right now i'm like focused on skin and i just want to see everybody look amazing with their foundation because it's a lot of new foundations coming out especially for women of color there's so many new brands coming out formulations coming out so skin foundation concealers skin finishes and like skincare moisturizing your skin making sure that oh, it's absolutely. yeah all the found like before you put absolutely. on your foundation absolutely yes i tell people all the time i'm no magician <laughs> I, you know what i mean i'm gonna do the best i can but um, def definitely taking care of your skin with cleansing, toning, and moisturizing. They're all important. You must do them before you do your makeup. You must do them morning and night. I think we're going to wrap things up. It's been amazing talking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Where can we find you online and all of that stuff? Okay, on my Instagram and Twitter. My name is Coco, K-O-K-O underscore G-U-E-R-R-A. My website is CocoGuerra.com. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Bye. Yay. That was amazing. She's so nice and talented. Oh, my God. So that's the end of the episode. I am going to a brunch next week with Rent the Runway founder Jenny Fleiss and doing some more exciting stuff for Fashion League and I'll talk to you next episode. Bye!